Hello, I'm Jennifer Watts. I'm a friend who likes having friends. Welcome to the You Too, Me Too podcast. Here we talk about friendships, the hows and whys of connecting with others. We share a little wisdom from friends and maybe we try a friendship challenge. In this episode, we are talking about a book called Together. Uh, We're also going to hear about a study about talking to strangers on a subway. And you're going to hear about my big You Too, Me Too moment this week. So I've been reading a book uh, called Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. It's written by Vivek Murthy, MD. He was the 19th uh, Surgeon General of the United States. In this book, it's full of really rich stories of lonely people who made human connection and how they went about doing that. And it also has a number of um, studies and examples of what um, people have found when they have been doing studies about human behavior and around loneliness. Um, One of the ones I want to share with you um, starts with a fellow named Wayne Baker, who's an American sociologist. Um, he's on the faculty at uh, the University of Michigan Ross School of Business. Anyway, he was doing some testing, and, and I won't go into the testing, but what he found from his tests was that he was looking at the power of relational energy amongst employees. And he was surprised to find that even momentary high-quality interactions can make people more likely to share information and resources and to help one another. But also, on the other hand, if there were workers who had brief encounters that were socially aloof, demanding, hostile, uh, or disdainful, that energy would be drained and out of both the people and the result would be less cooperation. So he found that relational energy can surge in both positive and negative directions and the positive charge that's ignited by high quality connections can have a powerful impact on us even when we don't really know one another. That goes on to say that, uh, or that goes on to tell us that um, our circle of friends are not the only people who matter in our lives. Our social universe uh, has a lot of strangers in it and our interactions with them can also help to starve off loneliness and make us feel more connected. Uh, So he uh, made that statement and then these uh, two psychologists, Dr. Nicholas Epley and his associate, Dr. Juliana Schroeder, uh, they ran uh, an experiment um, to check this out, how um, communicating briefly with strangers uh, can affect you. And basically what they did, this was they did it in 2011, um, the city of Chicago had done a survey and found that 84% of the respondents um, supported that their subway, their metro cars or their com- commuter rail system, um, that in that system that there be quiet cars where basically people aren't allowed to talk. So 84, 84% of the respondents to this citywide survey said, no, uh, let's have some quiet cars. Uh, that's a good idea. 
So Dr. Epley and Dr. Schroeder suspected that th that number didn't tell the whole story. They thought, I'm not sure that high of percent of people actually want a quiet car. So they ran this experiment. And basically, they set up uh, the quiet car with one group of commuters. And they were asked to initiate conversation with fellow travelers. And then they had a second group that were asked to just keep to themselves. Uh, they had a control group, too, that didn't receive any instructions. Uh, so all three groups predicted that their commute would be less, less pleasant and productive if they spent time talking with strangers. But their experience proved just the opposite. Basically, at the end of it, the silent group and the one that got no instruction didn't particularly enjoy their commute. But the group that was told to initiate conversation enjoyed their commute much, much more. And they found even extroverts and introverts enjoyed the conversations with strangers. So the author of the book summarizes um, the look at these couple of studies uh, in this way. Kindness, appreciation, and generosity are as essential in brief interactions with strangers as they are in closer friendships. A smile for the neighbor, the barista, the person holding the elevator, yielding the right of way to allow a family to cross the street. These exchanges take only a few seconds, but they can create a meaningful sense of connection, and they subtly reaffirm our self-worth by reminding us that we have purpose and value for others. This is particularly important to remember given the prevalence of loneliness. Most of us are interacting with lonely people all the time, even if we don't realize it. And due to the state of hypervigilance that loneliness creates, many of these people will be anxious and on edge. For someone in such a state, kindness can be a disarming force. One never knows when a moment of appreciation or generosity can open the door to connection for someone who is struggling alone. Okay, so this week I had a big you too, me too moment. I had to go for a test at the hospital. And it was one of those tests where it's a woman thing and you feel vulnerable. And I had also heard it's going to hurt. So I wasn't looking forward to it. And I got to the waiting area and they got called in and got checked for COVID and then into the uh, main waiting area, which was a sort of average size, maybe the size of an average bedroom. And there was four of us in there, one on each chair. There was only four chairs in there, one in each corner. And um, we were all sitting there in these hospital gowns all aware that each of us basically are just wearing the gown uh, because we're all going in for the same test. And I didn't know these people. Uh, they didn't know me. And it was kind of a bright lit room. And I think all of us were feeling just a little awkward. I was making that assumption. And a couple were looking at their phones and then a couple of us were just looking at our fingernails, waiting to be called in for this test. 
And I thought of the challenge and I thought, oh, I'm going to do it. And so I said, is anybody else getting this test for the first time? And because I said it out into the empty room, it sounded like I was extra loud and intrusive almost. And that immediately made me nervous, like, stay quiet. Um, But in that moment, all three of the others looked up and started talking over each other. They all wanted to share just to connect. And, you know, one of them said, oh, no, I come for this test every six months um, because I've had cancer before. And another person said, I was worried because it's... uh, I work here and uh, I might know the doctor. <laughs> and uh, and then the other person said, oh, no, it was her first time too. And I was, me too. And then we proceeded to get advice or tips or knowledge from the two that had had the experience before. And it was just a really neat moment in time where we just all felt, well, I felt bonded with those three and I think they did too because one by one as we went through the procedure and then came back out and got dressed and gradually we all sort of briefly had a moment together to say okay well good luck and see you next time and it was just it was a really nice connecting moment all because I dared to say this was my first time uh anyway I hope that encourages you to um open up just that little extra next time you're talking with friends or strangers. And now from our listeners, we're talking about friendship challenge updates. Uh, As you recall, last week's friendship challenge was to share food with a friend or stranger and notice Does it add to the bonding experience? Uh, Charlotte says, after a potluck she arranged with a few friends from her bubble, it was a sparkling, laugh-filled evening that nurtured the soul. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, Anna Marie shared her eggplant casserole with a group of friends, and it was a wonderful moment of feeling safe and close with them. Jeannie often feeds her friends chocolates and snacks and most recently gluten-free sourdough bread to show them how glad she is they are in her, in her life. I got together with a friend who I hadn't seen since elementary school and uh, we had a fabulous visit and caught up and I feel like uh, eating together while we had that visit uh, just really emphasized the community feel of the two of us and the people we were reconnecting about, talking about our families. It was lovely. Uh, and special thanks to Paul, a listener, who said that he notices that the best bonding with his buddies happens when they share beer. Food is optional. Thanks, everybody. You've probably guessed what the friendship challenge is this week. Sometime this week, 
say hello to a stranger. Even just smile. And I know some of you are wearing masks and trying to smile. Really work on the smiling eyes. <laughs> so this week, greet a stranger. Thanks. So that's it for episode four of season two. I'd love to hear from you if you've tried any of the friendship challenges, including today's. Um, if you have any questions or comments, drop me a line. You can find me on Instagram at youtube.me2 or send me an email to youtube.me2 at shaw.ca, S-H-A-W dot C-A. I'd like to thank my son, Ansley Jacob Watts, for the original theme music and thank uh, all my listeners who were willing to share comments about the challenges. Um, thank you, too, for listening and being curious about relationships and for tuning in. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. It doesn't cost anything, and it helps others find the show. This has been You Too, Me Too, and I'm Jennifer Watts. Thank you for being a friend. So then you're working on that. And then the people, the, the, uh, what's the word? People. People. <laughs>